Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And a good afternoon. We roll around here on a Thursday. A little NFL football tonight, albeit. It is just the Hall of Fame game, but hey, at least there will be football, right? At least you know that things are getting closer to starting for real when you have the Hall of Fame game. So Jacksonville and the Raiders uh, coming up in a little bit, a couple of hours. But at least it's football, right? At least we're there. Hey, I want to let everyone know about my podcast tomorrow. Uh, We're going to go back and... Remember the lives of Bill Russell and Vince Scully with stories from those that knew them very well. Uh, Coming up on my show tomorrow, Jerry Reynolds will share some stories about working with Bill Russell. And then Steve Sachs will join me. Mickey Hatcher will join me. And F.P. Santangelo, who was also with the Dodgers and then as a broadcaster for 10 years with the Nationals, will share stories about being with Vince Scully. FP's got a very funny story on a team charter that the uh, Dodgers took across the country. Very funny. And uh, had me cracking up. But again, Jerry Reynolds tomorrow, Steve Sachs, Mickey Hatcher, and of course, FP Santangelo. Now, I can see Ryan is listening. I don't know if Ryan would know who Steve Sachs or Mickey Hatcher are, but Steve Sachs, local product, Sacramento, great MLB career, all-star appearances. And Mickey Hatcher, had it not been for Oral Hershiser, he would have been the MVP of the World Series. That's how good Mickey Hatcher was in the 1988 World Series. So coming up on the podcast tomorrow again, we'll – Reflect back on the legacy and the life of Bill Russell with Jerry Reynolds. And then Steve Sachs, Mickey Hatcher, and F.P. Santangelo will come on to talk to us about uh, the late uh, Vince Scully. How about the National Football League? Really? So let me get this straight. We just had to endure. Endure is probably too strong of a word. But we just had to go through months and months and months and months of waiting for Retired federal judge Sue Robinson to render her decision about Brown's quarterback to show with a six game suspension. So now the National Football League has appealed, and Roger Goodell, the commissioner, has chosen former New Jersey Attorney General Peter C. Harvey 
to hear the appeal of the six-game suspension. I got an idea. Why doesn't Roger Goodell just come out and announce that Deshaun Watson has been suspended indefinitely by the National Football League? There you go. That's what Roger Goodell wants. That's what the NFL wants. Why waste all of our time? Seriously? Now I got to wait for another individual who was picked by the National Football League to make his decision? Seriously, the NFL is a joke. It is an absolute joke when it comes to this stuff. It's ridiculous. Again, we know the NFL wants an indefinite suspension. They want it indefinite. Not just this year, but maybe past this year. They want it to be a big fine. And, I mean, why don't we just come out and get there? That's what the NFL wants. The NFL right now, Roger Goodell has the power to do whatever he wants. He could have just come out and said, we in the National Football League have decided that Deshaun Watson will be suspended indefinitely. And while we respect the work of Sue Robinson, we feel blah, 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 blah. There you go. Why is that so hard? Seriously, why is that so hard? Why waste everyone's time? Now I have to wait for Peter C. Harvey to come out and let everyone know what he thinks? That's great. That's great. Meanwhile, you got Calvin Ridley, who spent $1,500 on a parlay, which included the Falcons. Ridley was not even a member of the active roster. He was hurt and sitting at home. He gets suspended for an entire season and loses his $11 million in salary. You got Alvin Kamara, who was arrested and charged with felony battery, who's on the field playing for the Saints, and is expected to be on the field for week one. Yet he and his friends, three of them, beat the crap out of a guy. It's on video. Kamara is admitted to hitting him. And he was in the hospital, broken orbital bone, among other injuries. And no problem. Kamara's just fine. Going through camp, no big deal. Because the court case has been delayed three times. Seriously, that's what we're dealing with in the National Football League. It's what we're dealing with. And it just goes on and on and on and on. 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 Sure would be nice to follow a league. And I love the NFL. Don't get me wrong. But it sure would be nice to follow a league that looks like it has a rhyme or reason when it comes to these type of things. But oh, no. Nope. Does not. Does anybody out there think that the NFL has any consistency with punishments? What do you think? What would the answer to that question be? How about like, nope? How about nope? Meanwhile, things roll on. Marquise Brown of the Arizona Cardinals, his uh, nickname, by the way, is Hollywood, was arrested and charged with criminal speeding yesterday morning at 7 a.m. He was booked in the Maricopa County Jail 
and reached on his own or released on his own recognizance. Because he was driving, are you ready for this? According to the police, 126 miles per hour in a 65 mile per hour zone. There was an officer who was parked under an overpass. By the way, in Arizona, criminal speeding is defined as anything 20 miles per hour over the posted speed limit. It will only be a misdemeanor. How about that? 126 miles per hour in a 65 mile per hour zone. He was traveling to practice. 126 miles an hour. Again, you just can't make this stuff up. You just cannot make this stuff up. 126 miles per hour. So there you have it. That's my NFL news for this Thursday. Again, you got Jacksonville and the Raiders tonight. At least it's football, right? At least it's football. Probably won't see anybody that you recognize on the field. But at least it is football. All right, you know the routine. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Ryan, I see you there. Don't be wasting our time. I want to know, and everyone else wants to know, about your homework assignment, okay? I want to know if you're educated now on Mel Allen and Kurt Gowdy, all right? I want to know if you know who Steve Sachs and Mickey Hatcher are. I mean, these are important, important questions, all right? Everybody's out there waiting. John was disappointed when he called the show yesterday. All right. Talked about the American sportsman with Kurt Gowdy. Right? Mel Allen this week in baseball and a great baseball announcer. How about that? Yep. How about that? How about that? So, again, I always like to give a little homework out. No problem to give some homework out, is there? I think it's appropriate. No problem at all. But, you know, you talk about Mel Allen. Wow. I mean, Mel and Allen was great. Great. What a career for Mel Allen. How about that? Well, he also called college football as well. Mel Allen did. I think he called over a dozen Rose Bowls. He called a couple of Orange Bowls. He also was the announcer for the Washington Redskins. I know he did the Giants for a year or two. He was an announcer for the Dolphins. But great baseball announcer. You know, again, he was actually fired by the Yankees in the early 60s. But a great baseball announcer. All right. Tremendous baseball announcer. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, very easy to do. Hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. By the way, when I met Mal Allen, it was in 78 after he was brought back 
as a Yankee announcer in, I think, 75 or 76. And uh, he actually did pre- and post-game shows with John Sterling. And then uh, he was doing games with the Scooter, Phil Rizzuto, Frank Messer, Bill White. And but, but this week in baseball, wow, what a great show. I mean, baseball I'm talking about. I wouldn't watch a show called This Week in Baseball right now if my life depended on it. But Mel Allen, and back then when baseball was baseball, he did an incredible job. Incredible job. By the way, uh, if you did not know this, Mel Allen's also in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Just thought we'd point that out. Speaking of the man, let's see if he did his homework. A lot of homework for Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Grant, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. So uh, how did the homework go? So here's the deal. You got to save the, the last segment for yeah. me. My audio is terrible right now because we're on our way back from the right. zoo. But I'll I save did the last do segment. my homework and I want ever. Okay. What's that? All right. I said, no problem. You call me when you get home. All right. Perfect. Wanted to let you know my homework is complete. All right. We'll look forward to your call, buddy. Thank you. All right. Drive safely. Hopefully you're not driving uh, like I reported a little bit earlier with the wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals, Marquise Hollywood Brown. It wouldn't be Ryan Hollywood in Sacktown, would it? Let's hope not. All right. Don't rush home at 126 miles per hour just to get in on the program. We'll wait for you. All right. We'll wait for you. All right, let's move along and get to uh, some phone calls right here. We got a lot to get to. Let's start with Jay. Hello, Jay. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Grant, doing excellent. Hey, I, I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I mostly listen, have to listen to all your Listen App shows being recorded just, just because of my work schedule. And so uh, yesterday I was, I was driving around trying to get caught up on everything. And there were several subject matters that, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to chime in on that. I grabbed my phone with the hint eye, hand icon. I'm like, oh, dang it. This is a recording. I'm, I'm going to have to wait till, till Thursday. to try to <laughs> with Grant. Um, uh, That's funny. The, yeah. The, the show, the shows are great, you know, and, and, um, and uh, uh, every, all the subject matters are very compelling. I, I, I've got a list so long to catch up on, but we'll, we'll, we'll skip the, skip the hot topics. Cause you know, every, like you said, that, Give it 12 hours and there'll be something new that's, you know, needs to be chatted about that's crazy. And, you know, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there an NFL player last year driving 100 and something miles an hour that uh, probably is now spending life in prison because he rear-ended and killed a person? Yep. Yeah, Yeah, that would be Mr. Henry Ruggs. That is very true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's a... It's it's like you know. Thank God it doesn't sound like this guy um, was drinking. Thank God, but still, come on, you know. Right. Where's where's the where's the freaking common sense? And um, yeah, they the you know I was glad to see the NFL. I I, did, I felt like that they had no choice but to um, appeal that decision. They they had to just just to save face, but but they should have never had to have been in that position to do that and you know the leadership that's coming out of that nfl office is just ridiculous they they, they really just need to complete they need to just completely start over on the whole disciplinary side and and get somebody get some folks in there that have some common sense 
and and start fresh and quit trying to use old precedents to, to come up with things and um they, obviously what they're doing isn't working so it, it they they wouldn't be hurting them hurting their pr anymore by saying we're going to reevaluate all of this and start fresh on how we're going to handle um behavioral issues you know if it's legal let the legal system handle it if it's uh if it's somehow skirted around the legal side of it but it's in violation of um professional conduct codes then you know they need to they need to use common sense and, and take into consideration uh the uniqueness of each event they can't try to litigate something trying to figure out well what might happen down the road so we'll litigate litigate everything this way it's like the ridiculous um calvin ridley suspension yes yes they have they need to have a very strong gambling uh policy but they can't have uh, a black and white one and it still has to be associated with what what the offense was and obviously a a one-year 11 million dollar you know cost to him is ridiculous for what happened you know sure it's just, it's just silly amen yep sure is silly yeah. it's a good way of saying it yeah absolutely yeah. so um uh i uh, i i haven't had a chance to chat with you since uh the padres went all in um and uh it looks like they got a, they got an ownership group down there that says now now is it and we're, we're gonna we're going for it um you think they did enough to um compete with the Dodgers to come out of the West? Well, they're not going to be able to catch the Dodgers. They're too far behind, but I wouldn't want to play them in the wild card. That's for sure. And so they obviously have stacked up their team, but they're not going to catch the Dodgers. I don't think there's enough time. I mean, they're, they're too far back, but in terms of the playoffs as a wild card team, that's not a team that I would want to play. That's for sure. I mean, if you're a Padres fan, you got to be thrilled at a team that's going for it. I mean, if, as a fan, you have to be happy as all heck when you have to when you go to a ball game now at Petco. You walk in to see the Padres play. You're seeing a, an elite team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and and that's nice. I, I I pretty much grew up at Jack Murphy Stadium. I went to high school in San Diego, and and pretty much um, I, I, I they had the Padres back then. They had the general admission tickets. I believe were two dollars, and um, uh, right. I, I was at, I was at, you know, three, three home games a week, um, uh, consistently. And, um, you know, that was back in the, uh, just at the beginning of Ozzie Smith's career. And, um, I, I think Bruce Bochy was actually, you know, a catcher for the Padres at that, that, that time. And, um, you know, they were, ter they were terrible, but, um, you know, it, it, they were, they were still a, that the, the San Diego fans, um, from that time frame, and then now that they've got Petco, you know they're very loyal. You know they're they're they're, they're almost the Kings fans of baseball. Sure. You know because uh, they they they've uh, they're, they're loyal and they they interesting really haven't had winners. And you know this new ownership group looks like looks like you know they're they're going to do everything they can to get them there. And I totally agree with you. I don't think that they have there's not enough time for them to catch the Dodgers, but um, in the playoffs, uh, you know that's going to be an opportunity for them to to square up. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I agree with you, Houston. Um, 
I, I think, uh, you know, the Yankees are going to end up with a much better record than Houston, but I think the Yankees are going to have a tough time getting past Houston just because of the matchups. And so the, the Yankees might have one of the all-time, all-time greatest baseball records there is and then get knocked, Absolutely. Out, get knocked out by Houston. So that, so the, the, um, the, the regular season here is, is going to be probably, you know, kind of boring, but at least there's some good storylines as we approach the, the finish line that um, big picture-wise will make it interesting. Jay, good hearing from you. Enjoy uh, your afternoon. Right. Really appreciate it. Right, Take, Take care now. Take care. By the way, for those of you that have just uh, joined me, uh, tomorrow on my podcast, we're going to reflect back on the lives of Vince Scully and Bill Russell. Uh, I've got several guests that will come on my show. Jerry Reynolds, who spent many, many days with Bill Russell when he was with the Kings. Uh, Steve Sachs will join me. Mickey Hatcher, F.P. Santangelo, all former Dodgers. And F.P., of course, a former broadcaster as well. So that is going to be coming up on my podcast tomorrow. All right? That will be coming up tomorrow. All right, if you want to come on the program Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. And we're going to say hello to John. John, welcome to the show. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing all right, Grant. It's nice and hot again, so I'm doing all right. Good for you, buddy. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Ryan might still be doing his homework, and I have a feeling that he's going to come up with something you didn't know because that dude is quite prepared. Yes, he is. I would think that would be very accurate. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's probably not really doing homework. He's probably really coming home from the zoo, like he said, because he seems like an honest young man. But I want to know what animals he saw yep. when he's there. We need proof on this, okay? Because he might just be Googling Gowdy. Uh-huh. Kind of hot, a hot day to be going to the zoo, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hot day, huh? I didn't think about that aspect, Grant. Okay, so yeah. that's another thing you're going yep. to you're gonna have to pipe in his ear. Um, hey man, yeah, he might be a little cool. fatigued. He might be a little worn out. Yeah, he could be a little worn out. You're right. Is that from staying up all night doing homework, or is that from walking around the zoo with his boy? Oh no, from staying up all night doing homework. Absolutely, the zoo would be a piece of cake. Oh, yeah. From whether you know, absolutely. Yeah. Right after the assignment you gave him, that zoo. Come on, he'll get in the. He'll get in with the lions. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely. So hey man, it was, it's kind of cool hearing people talk baseball and you know i'm on board with you it's become kind of difficult to watch but you know me being a dodger fan and listen to and, and you know nobody's ever i've never hated the padres you know they're not like the giants or the yankees that's who the dodgers biggest rivals have always been right and the padres have never hated the padres and man it sounds like that they got Maybe not quite as deep a lineup as the Dodgers, but they've got just as deep a lineup as anybody else in the West and, you know, in the, in the whole MLB. It's Houston, yeah. Yankees, Dodgers, Padres, and is there another one? I think those are the top four, but the Padres just entered that, and congratulations to them. And to Jay being a, yep. a, Good. a big yeah. uh, San Diego fan, I mean, come on, way to go. It, and it should make it a – a fun postseason, man. And, you know, postseasons are always much more fun, obviously, than regular season. And, you know, for you and for me, and, you know, I know that my t my team has a lot of money and we plan on getting there, but getting to the playoffs, that is. But once you're to the playoffs, all the teams are good. So 
just getting there doesn't mean you're winning it all. That just means that you got there. So it's it's pretty fun that the Padres and the Dodgers, you know, they're only 100 miles away from each other. So that that could be a fun series if they do happen happen to meet. And if that yep. is the case, could very well be. If that's the case, I'm going down to get to get in a game or two. At one at each stadium. Good for you, buddy. Good I'm hearing. Do. Good. There you go. Go to go to each ballpark. John, good hearing from you, buddy. Yeah, you well, take well, care of it, right? I went down to a lot of the Lakers games when the Kings were playing the Lakers just because, God damn it, you know, I was here watching them one yeah. night. And I said, you know, hell with it. I'm going down to L.A. the day after tomorrow, and I'm going to see that game. And I, you know, go online, get the best damn ticket I could. And a lot of times they weren't very good because, you know, those playoff games, they're sold out. Yeah, of course not. Sure. So, but – Man, it should be fun. And one more thing, baseball. I went to River Cats game, I don't know, three weeks ago or something. Grant, I saw yeah. 2,400 yards of home runs. I think there was eight home runs hit in the game, and it was over 2,000, I mean, feet, not yards, wow. feet of home runs. They were just leaving the park left and right. So, yeah, they, the youngsters, they're looking at you know, launch angle just like the – just like players now that are in the MLB, the home runs are not changing, man. They're going to have to make fences taller or further back or something because these these youngsters out there, man, they're wanting away. Well, that's good. And, they, and, and in all likelihood, uh, the vast majority, if not all of those youngsters, will be striking out three or four times every game, too, while they try to hit one out of the ballpark. So that's something that we can look forward to. Another Another generation of players who have been taught to hit the ball where, yeah, you get a great benefit if you hit it, but you're going to strike out a lot too. These are not Will Clarks that you're watching when you go watch minor league baseball. You're being taught a different way of hitting, and I personally think it's one of the reasons why baseball is suffering so much. Yeah, you know what? It's great to see Aaron Judge have a chance to break the home run record. It's great to see Aaron Judge hit the ball, you know, 470 feet. It's great to see, you know, these players hit the ball so far, but I personally am tired of them striking out all the time and not putting the ball in play enough. It's fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So It's kind of fun, but I want to see one of these guys who, oh, I'm a big slugger. I want to see, hey, bump that thing down the third base line and see if you can hustle your happy ass to first base. Yeah, you know, well, I want to see luck. somebody do good that. Good luck with that. Eventually. Nobody would buy it. Nobody would buy that. it. The shift would come off quick. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, always thought that the, I always thought the purpose of uh, – and, John, we got a bad connection. I, I always thought the purpose – and thanks for the call. I always thought the purpose of the game was to win. Maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, something else. I did a rant on this that you'll hear tomorrow on my podcast. If you are going to be getting on an airplane, okay, and you're going to be going to a different state or a different country, be aware of the different laws in different states in the United States. And of course, abroad. Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison today over in Russia. Now, we understand there's a lot of politics as it relates to Brittany Griner. However, with that said, she wouldn't be in this situation if she did not have an illegal substance in her bag, okay? She wouldn't be in this situation. Regardless of whether it was an honest mistake or not, regardless of what we know and don't know with the facts, okay, had she not had an illegal substance, in this case a narcotic, in her bag, she would not be in this situation. Now, I'm not saying she deserves 
to spend 10 years in jail, okay, because she had alleged, okay, some hashish oil in whatever the hell it's called, all right? So I think it's unfair. But here's what I do know. If you're Ramon Shumpert and you're going through the Dallas-Fort Worth airport and you've got 6.2 ounces of pot, guess what? You're stupid, okay? You're stupid. He was arrested, handcuffed, and taken to the jail at Dallas-Fort Worth airport. Stupid, okay? So, doesn't matter if you're going to California and it's legal to have pot in California. I'm not even sure how much, but here's what I do though. It's not legal in Texas, all right? So, understand, when you are getting on an airplane, particularly when you're traveling abroad, you better know what the hell the laws are of that country. Because once you leave the United States of America, you're not under the jurisdiction of the United States and their laws. Uh uh. As soon as you get off the airplane and you are in a foreign country, you then have to abide by their laws and by their rules. And it really doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree with the country's laws. That doesn't factor into anything, okay? Foreign countries are not going to go, oh, wow, well, they're an American and we, no, uh uh-uh. You now fall under their laws and the way they run their country. Now, again, do I think Brittany Griner should be in jail for 10 years for allegedly what happened? No, it's ridiculous, and we all know that she's being used as a political pawn. All right, we get that. She's being used as a political pawn. But she would not have been used as a political pawn if she didn't have anything illegal in her carry-on bag, all right? She said today that she made an honest mistake, all right? Quote, that's why I pled guilty to my charges. I understand everything that's being said against me, the charges that are against me, and that is why I pled guilty. But I had no intent to break any Russian laws. I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws here. I made an honest mistake. And I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. Um, It could be an honest mistake. It could very well be. But again, when you're going to travel and you leave the United States, regardless of whether you're going to Canada or Mexico or any of the countries in Europe or any of the countries in Asia, if you're going to go to Russia, if you're going to go to China, you better damn well know what you're dealing with. Okay? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You better know what you're dealing with. All right, let's get to some more phone calls right here on Listen Up with Al. Hey, Al, good afternoon. Man, I couldn't agree with you more on that statement, Nate, man. I, I remember this guy. I read a book years ago, Midnight, uh, Midnight Express, this guy, Billy Hayes. Yep. He, yep. he had he 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 wraps straps a a bunch of hash to his body in Turkey. He gets arrested. I remember thirty mm-hmm. years, and, and the State Department mm-hmm. couldn't get him out. And if you ever want to just read a book, and then they made a movie out of it. But this guy t- talk about we talked about locked up abroad, but man, yep. and he finally he was, and they couldn't get him out of there. The the, the led the, the state, you know, our you know the um what do you call the state. Uh, the State Department there for yeah the different yeah, no, they they tried I everything. Saw, I saw the I saw the movie absolutely I'm very familiar with the story yeah you know and so she's you gotta but this is just excessive I think it's just a, like you said a political ploy it's ridiculous I mean I yeah she and she admitted to it I mean but you gotta first off my suggestion is if you're gonna go visit a country. Well, Russia's at war with the Ukraine. We're nearly at war with them. And the U.S. is almost nearly at war with them. I, I can think of a lot of countries that I would like to visit right now. But, you know, maybe Thailand, go to Phuket. But I would not be going to Russia for anything unless I absolutely had to because it's not a good situation over there. Yeah, well, it's, guess what? You know, if you, go, if you go to Thailand, well, yeah, but if you go to Thailand and you're going through their immigration with uh, illegal narcotics, you're going to end up in a Thai jail. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be in a Thai jail for 10 years, but they're not just going to slap your hand and write you a uh, summons and send you on your way. You're going to ha- you're going to be handcuffed and you're going to be taken to a Thai jail and you're going to have to go through a, t- a Thai uh, court system. So, you know, I mean, again, if you're going to travel abroad, you better damn well know what's in your bags. OK, you better make sure that you know everything that you're carrying into a foreign country. You're absolutely correct. I just want to say as far as these NFL players, I made a comment. On, you did your rant on, uh, and I listened to it. And I put a comment in there. You know, I'm an NFL fan. I love football. Football's been the, not my favorite sport since I, as long as I can remember, like 60 years. And I've loved the NFL. And you know what? There's a lot of knuckleheads over the years. There's a lot of people have done some bad stuff. Players have, like Leonard Little. He got drunk and killed a woman and got off scot-free, not even one day of prison time. But I, my question is, or my thinking is, was horrible, it was tragic. He should have, the punishment should have been higher, but that's being, as a diehard Rams fan, I'm supposed to stop watching the Rams and the NFL because of one lunkhead who was a bad apple in the barrel? I mean, 
I understand. It's, it's just the league, you know, and to me, the league is up against the union, Nate. I'm in a union, right? I work for in a union right now. And let me tell you, unions, man, they have a set level of a, of a authority. And, you know, so the league, yeah, there's a lot of inconsistencies. The, the stupidity of the league and, and the players association agreeing to appoint a retired judge and then the league decides they're going to appeal her decision. The stupidity of that is, is just beyond, but the, the, the league is dealing with the, the, the players association. They're obligated to represent the player, regardless of the horrific nature of the, of what they did. Like, you know, Ray Rice, yeah. Greg Hardy, yep. Henry Ruggs, Ray Carruth, you know, Ray, you know, it's like, Aaron Hernandez, this sort of obligated to, you know, step up for the guy as bad as it is. But I just think, I just, I, I, as a fan, I'm just going to say, you know, yeah, they're a bad apple, but there's a lot of good players do really, really good things for give back to their community. They have foundations, you know, they, they, they are very, very generous. And so I'm just going to hold to that as a, as a passionate NFL fan. I'm 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 watching football tonight. Yeah, it's it's preseason. I, I'm a Rams fan, but I'm interested to see what the Raiders' new regime and my nephew's coming over. He's he's a diehard Raider. You know, their new coaches and their some of their new you know things going on. I love football. So well, good for you. Well, you're not going to find anything out tonight by watching the Raiders and their new schemes and everything. So you'll have fun, but you're not going to learn anything tonight. There's nothing that you're going to watch tonight. Yeah. You're going to go, oh, wow, what a big difference. Not going to happen, but it is yeah. at least football. And as far as you're Leonard right. Leno goes, that still was absolutely unbelievable. That and yeah. I believe that was in the late '90s when he was charged and convicted of right. vehicular manslaughter and didn't spend a day in jail. He had like a 90-day sentence uh, of work in a city workhouse. He was put on probation right. for a couple of years, community service, but did not go to jail for vehicular manslaughter, a crash that killed a woman, all right, who was on her way back to pick up her right. son from a concert. How about that? So let me ask you, what's your, you're a diehard NFL guy. You're a longtime Giants with your dad. You're taking you. How how what is your advice to me or to other fans when players on a team do these heinous acts and they get a slap on a wrist or there's just I mean should we just what would well it's not that it's not the player's fault it's the judicial system's fault and how does the judicial system take an individual okay who was over the limit by a significant amount his blood alcohol content was 0.19 percent that's 0.11 points exceeding the legal limit of 0.8 in the state of missouri and you only get a 90-day sentence of work in a city workhouse and four years probation i mean you know you can blame the player all you want in this case which you should i mean it's he's the one that committed the crime but in terms of your question that's the fault of the judicial system. That's just wrong. I mean, it's wrong, plain so, and simple. Yeah, you're right. And I'll just, I'll say real quick, I'll let you go. Thank you for listening. I just don't, you know, I'm just going to focus on football, man. I love the NFL, man. I just love football. And I just want to say real quick, you know, uh, the guy Calvin Ridley, let me tell you, Nate, yep. I play, I do some, a little bit of gambling. I play uh, on uh, the, the, 
the daily uh, sports leagues, DraftKings, sure. and I found another. Yeah, yeah, I got you. On. You know, there's something called parlays now where you yep. can you can bet. Like I bet on a parlay for Tyrese Halliburton last year, and I put some money down. It's And I bet on a parlay is for Tyrese was total points over under, total rebounds, and total assists. Now, a parlay, if you hit three out of three, Nate, that's six to one payoff. Now, I know. Yep, I got you. I'm just saying. I, I'm concerned about, and these guys, you know, we've heard of point shaving over the years for a guy, uh, wink, wink, has an off game because maybe the gamblers got to him and he, you know, had an off game. But, you know, this is what really concerns me about the integrity of the league, if you don't mind me make a statement here. There's, it's scary because now these guys can, you know, they're on each other's cell phones. They're talking to each other. Hey, how you feeling? You feeling good about this? And, you know, you could they could turn big time money on, on no the question. I mean, you have to protect the integrity the of the league. I'm not, I, I understand protecting the integrity of the league. I'm all for protecting the integrity of the league, but you have an individual who made a 1500 a parlay bet. Also in that bet, he picked the Falcons to win. He wasn't even with the team. He's sitting on his couch. Yes. He does have a telephone and yes, you were accurate, but you have a individual who just settled 23 of 24 civil suits and only gets suspended six games and doesn't get fined. Whereas Calvin Ridley, okay, is losing eleven million dollars in salary because of his uh, season-long suspension. There just doesn't seem any uh, fairness. Doesn't seem that the NFL has any rhyme or reason in handing out their punishments. I understand. I hear what you're saying, and I again, I'll just say, you know, they're dealing with the union, and yeah, you're absolutely right, man. There's just the laws and there's justice and there's so the law and there's justice. I mean, they just don't seem to go hand in hand, but yep. have a good night, man. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Al. Take care. Bye-bye. I mean, you know, we, there was a thing on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, so forgive me. Uh, Deshaun Watson, six games, 30 sexual assault allegations. Adrian Peterson suspended six games, felony child abuse. Ezekiel Elliott, six games domestic violence. DeAndre Hopkins, six games PEDs. Calvin Ridley, 17 games betting on a game he didn't play in. There you go. Welcome to the National Football League. All right, so the man of the hour. We get to Mr. Homework himself, Ryan, in Sacktown. Hey, Ryan. Good afternoon, Napes. How you doing? Well, the question is, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and uh, let's be clear, there is nothing unless you are in a controlled environment on a racetrack that's worth going 126 miles per hour. Let's be clear Amen. about that. So we, Amen. Amen. <laughs> we were not doing that from the zoo. But yeah, I, I have done my homework on uh, Kurt okay. Gowdy and uh, Mel Allen, and uh, I want to ask you, how many all-star games, MLB, all-star games did they announce combined between the two of them oh uh, gosh quite a bit I, I wish you would ask me world series but i bet you they because they, they both did you know world series but i don't know the answer to that i don't know the answer because I, when i think of both of them i know that they were at the pinnacle doing world series but in terms of all-star games i'm sorry i don't have the answer to that mr homework why don't you tell me <laughs> so mel did Six or excuse me, Mel did 24 games and Kurt did 16 games. How about that? 
that's pretty amazing, isn't it? It's, you know what, when I, when I started doing my homework and researching them, um, you know, the fact that they spanned across so many sports, you, you look at Mr. Gowdy, he's done Rose Bowls, he's done NCAA finals, uh, Mel Allen, he had the whole call the play thing where they would give out cigars and saving bonds. Hmm. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, both both legends, uh, both broadcasting legends. All right, uh, we'll get into do you did you uh, the YouTube? I saw you put out a, uh, a freeze <laughs> frame of me with you know I was pretty intense that game, wouldn't you say? I did. Yeah, no, I, I've never seen you that red. It was a little bit more red than your hair. Yeah, in yeah. terms of your face, but, I, but no. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say they those were amazing calls. I I forgot about them. I even looked up some of the other calls um, that you've had. And uh, I would say when you're saying that is a perfect game, I thought that was probably the best calls that you've made in your career in one single game. Well, it was radio as opposed to TV. Most of the calls that are available on YouTube are me doing games on TV, which is a completely different medium. It's almost like a completely different job. The game that you watched, the highlights were me doing the game on radio by myself. So it's a completely different form of announcing. And I just, I look back at all of the games I've announced and I still feel that that was as good as I could announce. I don't think I could announce any better than I did that afternoon in Dallas. It, it was, it, 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 it's passion. That's all it was. It, and that came across on the broadcast. Obviously it was a comeback. So that gives you a little bit more passion um, when you're coming onto the air and you're, you know, talking yeah. about what's going on in the games. But that being said, Grant, what's it like when you get to the playoffs and you're not able to actually do the broadcast because it's, it's terrible. going to – I can't imagine if you were announcing – I know you were on the radio, I believe, with the G, or G-Man in yep. game six, or game five when Bibby hit the shot. Um, but what, what's it like not being able to do those games? Cause I feel like those games would be so much more special if we heard you guys doing them rather than national broadcasters. It's torture. It's torture. And I'm going to give you a, uh, I mean, I can't even, it would be like being an athlete. You play basketball and you play a whole season and you get to the biggest games, whether it's the playoffs or what have you, or, you know, for the league title or what have you. And you're told that you can't play. That's really what it would be like. I mean, it's awful. Also, real quickly, for people that are in the broadcasting, I'll point this out. Another thing that I really like about the video that you and I are referring to in that playoff game against the Dallas Mavs is there was no delay from when the ball went into the basket and me calling the ball going into the basket. I've always given this lesson to broadcasters that want to get into radio play-by-play. Don't tell me what happened. Tell me what is happening. And I always listen for this 
when I listen to a game on radio to see how good the announcer is in terms of telling me what is happening. I don't want to hear the crowd's reaction for one or two seconds before the announcer tells me what happened. I want the play-by-play announcer and the roar of the crowd to be simultaneous. So if I'm announcing basketball, I want my inflection in my voice and my call of the ball going through the basket to be either before or simultaneous with the crowd's reaction. And when I watched that video that Dave put out of me doing that game on radio, I was really proud of that because I was announcing the game in real time. I wasn't telling you what happened. Some radio play-by-play announcers have a bad habit of telling me what happened when I already really know what happened because I can tell by the roar from the crowd. And I always tell young broadcasters the real true art of announcing, whether it's hockey, whether it's football, whether it's past, whatever the case may be, is to announce the game in real time in present tense. And I was very proud because I did that in that game. Now, I always tried to do that when I was on radio. TV, by the way, is different because in TV, you can see it. So I, that, that, I'm not talking about TV. I'm talking about radio play-by-play. Radio play-by-play, there are too many announcers, and all you need to do is listen. The next time you listen to a game, listen to the call and listen to the crowd. How far behind are they than the crowd? If they're two seconds behind or three seconds behind, they're not doing, in my opinion, a good job. And there are too many play-by-play announcers that are not announcing the game in real time. All right? Tell me exactly what's going on as it is going on, not two seconds later. That That's great insight, Grant. If I had to ask you, what's easier? Because, I mean, you talked about the video of you doing the radio broadcast with the Mavs Kings playoff game where they came back. And obviously you've done close or 32 years of broadcasting on air on TV for the Kings. So is it easier to do it by yourself or is it easier to do it with somebody next to you with a play by play and also an analyst? Depends who the analyst is. I've worked with analysts where it's not easy because they're stepping on you all the time. Uh, And I've, I'll tell you this, I used to do games when I was doing radio, Brian Wheeler would sit in with me sometimes on games and I would literally reach over and turn his microphone off when there was a big play. And I would literally be announcing a game with my hand on the toggle switch of his mic box and I would turn it off because he was unable to control himself. I've talked about this with the great call of the uh, miracle of Minneapolis, the Minneapolis miracle that Paul Allen called when the Vikings beat the Saints in that playoff game. And Paul called it the Minneapolis miracle. It was a fabulous call. The only problem was that his analyst was stepping all over him and it really tarnished the call. So it depends on who your analyst is. When you're doing a game on radio, it takes an enormous amount of work. And what I mean by work, physical work. It is not easy to announce a hockey game or a basketball game 
on radio when it is a high-pitched game, when it's a playoff game, when it's a big game in a frenzied environment. It takes an immense amount of energy, and it is not easy. It is great to be able to have an analyst so that when there's a free throw or what have you, you can turn your mic off for a few seconds and take a drink of water as opposed to having to wait during a commercial break to do all of that. Or it's just nice to stop talking for two or three or four or five seconds. But, you know, again, I've done hockey all by myself. I've done basketball. It is a lot of work. And I'll tell you, when you get off the air after a big game, a close game, a game with a lot of drama and a lot of intrigue, you're so exhausted, you can barely make a phone call and you don't even want to talk to anyone after the game. That's how drained you are. I, I can't imagine, to be honest with you. I mean, because you're going through those emotions and you're trying to express those on behalf of the team and the fans and expressing them to the fans that are not in the building. Is there a hierarchy between the analyst and the play-by-play guy? It, it, what's that look like? What do you mean by hierarchy in this particular instance? Uh, well, on radio, the play-by-play is always the lead, 100%. doesn't matter who the analyst is. doesn't matter who it is. If you're on radio, the play-by-play is the captain of the ship, all right, period. The play-by-play man handles the broadcast. He steers the broadcast. He is the captain. The hierarchy in radio is the play-by-play man is the captain of the show, period. On TV, I've always felt the analyst was more important, but – you know, we can debate that. But on radio, there is no debate. The, the, there is no hierarchy on radio. It's, it's, it's the play-by-play man 100%. And here's the other deal. Different announcers have different styles. I am a high-energy announcer. And when you do a game on radio, it requires an incredible amount of energy. That's how I announced. I guarantee you, if you interviewed Kevin Harlan and you asked Kevin about announcing games on Westwood One, Monday Night Football, he would tell you that when the game is over, he is drained. I would also wager to say that if you interviewed Kevin Harlan after he does a game on CBS TV, that he's not nearly as drained because it's a whole different element of energy and everything else that comes from your body. I'm not kidding you. It would be the equivalent of maybe uh, running one lap around the track as opposed to running 10 laps around the track. There is a gigantic difference between doing a game on TV and a game on radio as it pertains to how you feel after the game. It's night and day. And just like you, Kevin Harlan brings some of the best energy that I've ever seen by a broadcaster, play by a play announcer. I mean, is there, what's the element of trying to set up your analyst, knowing the questions, knowing the right things to say to build on their strengths on what they're going to say? I don't know if you remember that. Well, I know you do, but for the others that are listening, you asked me a question either last week or the week before as it pertained to this. And I said, that's why I spent so much time with Doug when Doug started working with me because I wanted to learn everything about him, how he talked, how he thought. You know, we couldn't do that when we were doing the radio show because we were doing the radio show, but we used to go out to dinner 
almost every night on the road, used to play golf together. And we used to talk about this all the time. And we, we got to know each other in terms of what we were thinking about the game, about players. Uh, I knew what he believed in and what didn't believe in from a basketball point of view so that I never had to worry about asking him a question that he either could not answer or was not comfortable answering. So it goes back to when you are on television with an analyst, you have to think like that person, you have to be that person, and vice versa. And they also have to know your style and where you're going to be going in terms of leading the telecast into a direction that you want it to go. So that's why I spent so much time with Doug. I mean, we were together all the time, and I felt that it came through on the telecast because we started to develop that chemistry. It's The word is chemistry, not to a point where it was like me and Jerry. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you the chemistry that Jerry and I had. It was, Jerry was almost like a part of me. Like, I mean, I literally knew everything that Jerry was going to say all the time and vice versa. I knew exactly where to lead him, when to lead him. It was like clockwork. Doug, it had to, it took a while, but we were getting there. But the point I'm trying to get is when you spend time out of work with somebody in broadcasting, you're going to have a much better broadcast because your personalities and the chemistry is developed. Your chemistry on the air is developed off the air. Your chemistry on the air is not developed on the air. Your chemistry on the air is developed more off the air. So is that common for many broadcasters to spend that much time off the air together? Like I know you've talked about you and well, Doug golfing, like you just said, spending, you know, going to meals. You and Jerry were a different story. You and I'll Jerry an were just. Yeah, I'll give you an example, though. Ian Eagle did the games on CBS with Dan Fouts for years, right? In the Who's Dan first Fouts? year of the. <laughs> okay. Um, Just kidding. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. But I, I, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to come back with a funny, wise-ass remark because I knew you were just kidding. Uh, when, when Charles Davis, when Charles Davis worked with Iron Eagle, the pandemic was going on. That was the first summer of the pandemic, and they could, they normally would meet and have all these meetings together. So Charles told me that he and Ian would get on a Zoom call every day. And they would talk for hours about everything. That's how they developed their, because they, they had never worked together before. And that's how they developed their chemistry before they ever made it into the booth for week one. And the technology of today allowed them to do it. But because of the pandemic, they couldn't meet in person. CBS didn't have any meetings that summer. Uh, they didn't have any broadcast meetings. They didn't have any of that. So Charles and I spent a lot of time together on Zoom chats, just kind of shooting the breeze back and forth. So, you know, there are different ways of doing it. But again, your chemistry that you have with a broadcaster really starts off the air. It doesn't start on the air. So, so interesting and uh, really, really cool to hear. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I always like, Grant, I'm going to ask you a really funny question. When I came to Kings games, I would see you and Jerry running through your opening segment for uh -huh. the broadcast. Yep. Was that just practice or were you guys just 
getting the best recording of you know the no. three or four times you did it no we never recorded anything we all of our opens were live that was just practice but it was more for the timing for the producer knowing roughly how much time we were going to spend before we threw it to break but it was also we would have three or four visual elements and it was just to kind of get an idea and jerry will tell you this the way i rehearsed and the way i did it live was completely different because i ad lib everything and i don't really think about what i'm going to say and i really mean that i like if i did a if you told me to start today's show all over again i would probably start it differently and i would probably do my opening segment and it would sound different even though the subject matter would be the same the way i said it would would be different i don't write anything down when i broadcast i've always ad-libbed everything i've ever done gotcha so so for me it was just to familiarize myself with the graphics that we were going to use because the open only was about two two and a half minutes so it was for the producer in the truck and the director to get a feel for how much time it would be and whether or not they would have to cut out an element because we either went too long or conversely too short and they could add an element so there were times when jerry and i would do an open without rehearsing because of a technical issue or a power failure or what have you and you wouldn't know the difference that we had not rehearsed it. The bottom line is we did that. We had done this for such a long time. We could have done the open with blindfolds on without even knowing. Each, it wouldn't even have mattered if he was standing next to me. We could have pulled it off because we had been doing it a long time. Any broadcaster would tell you that. So we didn't record anything. There was nothing that Jerry and I did that we recorded. Everything was live. And that does not surprise me. It's It was cool watching you guys run through it and so for me i'm thinking like okay what are they trying to get the perfect you know opening so thanks for explaining that i do have to ask though what's the funniest uh thing a player has done because most times when you're doing those oh. openings they're in their layup lines so what's oh, the funniest thing a player has done and that's with you guys there are three things that stick out or two things that stick out we are standing on the floor on the road getting ready to do a game and Jerry and I are live doing our stand-up. John Barry comes up behind Jerry Reynolds. JB gets on his hands and knees and starts rolling up <laughs> Jerry's pant legs. Okay. Up to his knees <laughs> and Jerry can't do anything because he's live on camera. And then the cameraman tilts the camera down to show Jerry's pants rolled up above his knees. So you have to understand that I'm trying to uh, uh, do this straight face, knowing full well what the hell is going on. And I'm looking <laughs> at Jerry's reaction, and I'm trying not to laugh as this is going on. So I would say that was probably the funniest thing that's ever happened to me on camera. And then another time, I was, uh, in, a, I was in LA with Jerry standing on the floor at the Staples Center, and we were live on air, and Austin Rivers, puts his head between us and goes, if you don't like that, all right? And oh my I gosh. turn around and I start laughing at Austin. But uh, while we were in the middle of the open, he stuck his head in and said, if you don't like that, you know? So I know this is kind of sound <laughs> corny, but 
I used to have players in the NBA come up to me all the time and go, hey, if you don't like that, like that would happen all the time from players around the league. Because you got to remember, these players are watching games on the rough nights on NBA League Pass. And ESPN used my line all the time, too. So it was kind of right. neat for me. Uh, and I'd have NBA referees come up and do that to me, too. It would be very funny. So, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, you know. That's awesome. All right. So do I have any more homework? Uh, no, you, tomorrow's yeah, show? I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'll tell you, though, if you want to just go back and spend two more minutes to, just to learn what I was talking about, go back and watch that video that we were talking about at the Dallas game and listen to my call and listen to when the ball goes into the basket. Will do. Absolutely. Hey, you have a good uh, afternoon. Appreciate it. Thank you. You too, Napes. Have a good one, bud. All right. It's good stuff right there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're going to get to John one more time. John, what's going on, buddy? Hey, tell Ryan to get back on there and tell me what animals he saw at the zoo, all right? Uh, We'll do that tomorrow. How's that sound? I can't handle animal talk today. But, yes. We, should, we do need to know that. So that's a homework <laughs> assignment that he can All let right. us know tomorrow. All right, John. Be good, buddy. All right. Hey, hey, maybe. Oh, sorry, bud. I, I cut you up. I apologize. I thought you were done. Good stuff today. There's a good call from Ryan. I love talking about broadcasting. I really do. I love it. And I will tell you, you cannot have a good broadcast without a good analyst. I know. I've worked with a lot. And when you don't have a good analyst or you don't click, with your analyst, or you don't have chemistry with your analyst, your game is going to sound so-so, okay? Like, say what you want about Bill Walton, but he and Dave Pash have phenomenal, phenomenal chemistry with one another. Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson all have phenomenal chemistry, okay? That telecast is great because of their chemistry. Yeah, they're all very good at what they do, but Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson have amazing chemistry, all right? You must have that chemistry to have a solid telecast or broadcast. And on radio, the most important job for the analyst is to be done talking before the ball gets over midcourt and do not step on the play-by-play announcer in the game's big moments. All right, all you need to do is Google the Minneapolis Miracle with Paul Allen. Just Google that. Just put Minneapolis Miracle and listen to the analyst stepping all over one of the great calls in Vikings history. It's awful. 
terrible. It's awful. All right, make it a fabulous rest of the day. We'll wrap up the week tomorrow. Don't forget about my podcast tomorrow. We reflect back on the life of Bill Russell and Vin Scully. Jerry Reynolds will be on with me. Steve Sachs, Mickey Hatcher, F.P. Santangelo, all from the Dodgers tomorrow, if you don't like that. So long, everybody, and thank you very much. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply